Hello and welcome to another video games to the max. This is number 128. We are the official 401 Games Zone podcast. I am your host Sean Garmer. With me today, usual co-host Mr. Mark Morrison. Howdy. Well, it's been about a week or so. Yeah, almost everything. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so how's uh, everything been going? Ah, pretty good. Just playing games like usual. <laughs> well, uh, I know you have actually put out that Odin Sphere HD review yeah. now, so... That's a better title than what they call it. <laughs> yeah, much easier to say. What did what's your... Uh, you put it as, as one of your uh, top games of 2016 so far as well, I mean, so that must mean you, you really enjoyed it after all. Yeah, it was good. It looked, it's a little grindy in spots, uh, but what RPG isn't, to be honest with you. Um, most of the battle system remains pretty fun. Depends on the character, but it offers a lot of good like value to it. Uh, especially since you can go back to the old version, which is bewildering. <laughs> oh, you can go back to the old version? Wow. Yeah, it just has like, an option for like normal or like the original mode. And I tried it for like an hour, and I was like, I don't want any part of this whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. It's like, a bit broken. Once I started getting dizzy from just attacking foes, I was like, nope, I'm out. Because <laughs> <laughs> this new one isn't like, you can just wail on enemies completely. Like, you get dizzy and knocked away, but there's nothing preventing you from just like continually hitting them, except for one character. So, I almost never died in that game. Just doing it on normal? Yeah. I only died once, and that was because I was watching uh, a Person of Interest episode <laughs> as I was playing it. <laughs> Probably not the, the greatest. It is a game you could... Oh, yeah. Yeah. It is kind of keep one eye on, on the game, but... I mean, it depends on the character, but most characters... Like first two characters can really take care of themselves so it's like alright it's only the third character that's really the problem <laughs> well uh, at least you enjoyed it you know yeah. um, it leads me uh, for good things when it goes down in price soon or whenever it does uh, that's that's one game I kind of wish you'd send a, a, like a physical copy to because it would have been nice to have that special edition uh, I bet I bet it would be uh, like just having a book of all the art and everything else. It's really nice to to have that. That's one thing I miss about this generation is we never get we never get physical games anymore. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what is it? it was like really rare. You got that one physical. I think uh, Adam like, got like Ratchet and Clank. But that's about it. <laughs> yeah, everything's digital now. It's also you know it. Um, from back, it's also much easier, much uh, that way, oh, you know, you can't... Oh, yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not like, criticizing it, but I just miss it because it was nice to have. Oh, yeah, I agree with you. I miss having that, that physical thing, too, of ha- having it there and holding it or and saying, oh, I got this to review, or I just bought this, or whatever. And then once you get it done reviewing it, sell it back to GameStop while it's still expensive? <laughs> exactly, yeah, that was... uh. Uh, I, I know a lot of places have rules against that you're not supposed to. 
Um, but they never Yo, thought of doing that for four and one. So. You got it. So what are you gonna do? <laughs> um, yeah. Well, that's the thing too. Like they they have an office for all that stuff goes and yeah, whatever we don't. So you know we <laughs> have it. What are they gonna do? It's like I'll play it and then send it back to Adam. Be like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So then, he, so then he can go sell it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but aside from Odin's Fear, I've been playing, uh, something on Steam called Chef Solitaire, which is just a dumb solitaire game, and on PS4, Guilty Gear Zerd Revelator, which is... Is that their way of saying HD version? (laughs) No, no, I mean, it's a, it's like their Ultimax version, or like the super version of Guilty Gear Zerd. It has a few more, it has a few more characters, some balance changes, uh a really wonky lobby system uh, and a story that I hate. Why do you hate the story? Because it's a two hour long anime cutscene with no fighting. Oh, that, yeah, that again. Yeah. They did that with with the original Zerd and to their credit, they made a whole new goddamn anime sequence and it's like, why did you put in all this time? Like, and all the all this effort, like, couldn't you just have fighting? Like, why not disperse it out through the fighting? Well, that's the greatest thing is it's like, and the and the, it also has a really weird like fact in the game. Yeah, and it's like if you want to if you want to play strong characters, pick Potemkin and like a few other characters, and it's like. If you don't want to fight in the game, just watch the story mode. Just kick back and relax. And it's like, that's not something you might want to be telling people to do. I think they assume that the hardcore fans will want to play the game. Well, that yeah. that's the catch-22. Only hardcore fans would give a shit about the story, and all they want to do is play online. Like, I watched part of the story, and I had no idea what the fuck was going on, and I'm not going to read an in-game fact to tell me who, quote-unquote, that man was. Like, the key, like there's an actual glossary term for that man. <laughs> and it's like, come on, guy. And, and the game ends with a to-be-continued. And I'm just like, Jesus Christ. Wow. Like, the stories in, like, Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat aren't great, but they kind of clue you in a little, at least with Mortal Kombat, like, what's going on. But you don't need to give a shit about any of the stuff that actually happens, let's be honest. It would help, but you don't need to. No, you don't. And in this one, it's just like, you really don't need to, but to act like it's the most important thing in the game. And... Oh, the other good thing is it has an in-game store, which you can't buy... Uh, the character you want. Just, uh, always making more... Oh, unless you pay money, right? Uh, I don't know. Well, there's two... If you get in-game fight money from beating, like... It has an arcade mode, which is fine. Something called the episode mode, which is, like, they're... What happens after the story, but you actually fight in this one. Yeah. And I was like... I. I buttoned through the story to get fight money. I, I didn't watch it. Uh, in something called mom mode, like they've had in the past, but you don't earn money from that, I don't think, at all. But 
for the episodes episodes you get about four thousand fight bucks when you complete one, hmm. and there is one unlockable character that you can buy that costs two hundred thousand fight bucks. That seems almost like, impossible. I'm gonna be here a while. To be fair, once you beat this one, well, once you quote unquote beat the story, uh, you get fifty thousand fight bucks. But you still got to earn one hundred and fifty thousand left to like to beat them or to unlock them. That's kind of a lot. <laughs> yeah, if you want that one character, you'll be there. Well, there's nothing else to like. All the all the left to buy is colors, uh, voice packs, uh, badges. I think for the online lobby, which is insane, and that's it. And you might be able to buy fight money. I don't know. I'm playing like a pre-release version, so the servers aren't quite on in America right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, it I won't got, be until Tuesday. Next, yeah, next week. I pl- I got in one online. Well, the lobby system's up. You can play online. And I didn't get into like an American server, which is fine. But the Japanese servers are where it's at, and you get stomped. Because they're fighting Japanese people who have been playing the game for six months or three months or whatever. I so it's like. Ah, wow, this is bad. I'm having to press the button. Where, uh. I swear I hit X when that came up, and my phone apparently does not respond to that. Uh. <laughs> so I'm listening to you talk. On the feet on accident. Uh, anyway, that was bad because that means you guys probably heard that too. Yeah. Uh, the, the one thing I'll mention is the lobby system is you press enter a lobby and it's a series of rooms of 64 people and you're, it, you're set inside of a Japanese fishing pond with a bunch of arcade cabinets around to challenge people with. And it's like. Why does this exist? And you, like you have a little avatar you run around with, to challenge, like to step up to the arcade machine, and you can customize your avatar even, and even buy clothes for it. And it's like, no, <laughs> I don't want to do this. <laughs> I really don't. And I found another character you can unlock, but I don't know how to get him yet. <laughs> well. I assume he'll be free DLC or maybe paid, but I'm not quite sure. Probably. There yeah, are a how... few spots in the on the game selection for like locked characters, so. <laughs> yeah, they probably have some kind of DLC in there, something I'd imagine. But Makes it's sense. still a good figure, so that's up to you if you like it or not. I I kind of do, but it's really really fast. And damaging. <laughs> Yikes! So but they, okay. they do include like a new stupid mode though, which is nice. Where it's just like press buttons and cool stuff will happen. I appreciate that. <laughs> hey, at least they make it worth for you to keep uh, keep playing it, you know. And I bought a, co- a Japanese copy of Suikoden too. Jeez, how much does that cost? Fifteen bucks. Oh, okay. Not yeah, it's the American. No, it's the American one that costs money. <laughs> I guess the because the Japanese one is more readily available. 
Yeah, I think it actually is. Yeah. Well, um... I saw a news story about Suikoden 2 about they're trying to get it, convince Konami to put the first two games on Steam. It's like, good luck with that. Yeah, it's not happening. I mean, I would love it. I mean, just pack in the emulator, a PF1 emulator, and put the disc in and say, screw it, but it's Konami, so no. <laughs> yeah, I think we have a better shot of them putting that on mobile. It was. Uh, it actually came to Japanese mobile and PC back in the day. Well, if it came to PC and Jet... Oh, they'd have to localize it, which means they're not doing that. Yeah. But again, they already have a P- like a, the PS1 copy, so it wouldn't be that hard, I don't think. <laughs> no, I mean, Square Enix does it. Yeah, but Square Enix... For all their faults, uh, they still care about putting out games. <laughs> yeah, that's agree. True. They haven't done it. They haven't done it with Final Fantasy Twelve yet, but <laughs> Twelve, I think, is the hardest one because of that system and and all that stuff. I mean, everything else was. Yeah, but they did ten and ten too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's see. But they also had different. They also had a PS4 version of ten and ten two to go off of. So. Yeah, but that's all directly from the PS3 version, so it's like... Right. I mean, they still had to put in that work somewhere. Like, they didn't just go like, oh, slap it on, let's go. <laughs> True that. Uh, we are also uh, doing the podcast on the, on the eve of Muhammad Ali's passed away. So just wanted to say, uh, you know, rest in peace yep. uh, to certainly the greatest... Uh, of all time in boxing and things he did for, for wrestling and just in life in general. He did so many great things. Um, I know it has sort of really nothing to do with what we talk about here, but I mean, it's one of those things that like you just can't not acknowledge. So just thought I would throw that out there. you have any, uh, any memories of him or anything like that? He was okay in fight night. <laughs> he was awesome in fight <laughs> You could just whoop people, <laughs> you know. Uh, but yeah, for sure. <clears throat> Getting, I've uh, been uh, reviewing. It's this is. I have to sort of find a way to talk about because it it's it's weird. It's like you can stream this for two hours. Yeah, that was exactly my problem with Odin's Fear last week. Or it was like you can write a preview on it, but not a review yet. Yeah, exactly. You can write a re- preview. You can write. You can uh, do a stream if you want, but you can't talk about it on a podcast or anything. It's so weird. Mine, mine was like you can do a stream, but it's like we heavily, we heavily encourage you to talk over the game about what you're doing, and it's like. That's a review. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You don't want people to be talking. That's sense. Uh, it's I'll Tell Your Sophie, The Alchemist of Mysterious Book. It's the first of the new trilogy uh, that you assume is going to come out because they always come in threes. Um, it's I've, fun. Yeah. I've literally never played those games. <laughs> I've heard of them. That's about it. It's an RPG where you just you do alchemy, um, and that's pretty much uh, what you do. I mean, 
I don't want to get say too much because if I say like the reason why this is called a mysterious book, or whatever, it kind of gives away some of the plot. So, um, Yo, do you have a book that is blank and when you put recipes in it, it magically fills up? You can just you can. I, I will take that. T- take my it. sigh for what? Yeah, uh, yeah. I there was other things to the book that I won't talk. I won't say that, but um. Yeah, I mean it's uh, you know you do, it's uh, the last one had to do with two two characters that were kind of set in two different times or whatever. Um, this one is back to one character, so if you didn't want to have you didn't like dealing with the two character thing, which also was a thing in the first PS3 one that I remember. Um, so if you you like dealing with just one character, this, this is more up your alley. Um, other than that, I don't know what I can and cannot say. But uh, next week when we do our, which will probably come out around Wednesday night, Thursday morning for the E3 preview thing, um, I'll t- I can talk more about it then. And I've I finally got past that one part in Project X Zone that I was stuck on, where you have to defend your ship, your. Uh, airship thing I kept dying because it was like literally there's four corners of enemies coming at you and you have like five bosses from the different games and you have to literally stop them from darting into the middle and if they touch your uh, your airship you die or it game's over so I always find defense missions to be bad the other ones weren't so bad, but like this, this seemed like one of those they just put in there because they know that most of the game is okay. Just kill everybody on the screen, and then when you've killed everyone, that's the mission. And it's already very simplified, you know, strategy RPG. So they kind of just added that in there to add something hard to it, and you know. I, I give him credit for that because it's the one time that I actually, like, gamed over. Uh, I'm sure it's harder on, you know, hard mode or whatever, but, uh, yeah. It, you still even get lucky at times because there's times where they, they could have gone straight for the freaking uh, airship and they go left because they're attracted to, to you instead of the, the thing that they're trying to destroy. And... I got lucky a couple times, or I would have died again, but, yeah, so. Did you ever play uh, Bioshock Infinite? I did play Bioshock Infinite, not too much of it, though. Uh, The end of the game features a battle like that, when you're on an airship and you have to defend the core, and it's the worst part of that game. (laughs) That does not sound uh, that great. I've heard good things about the DLC. Apparently, a lot of people like the DLC that goes with that. Uh, one of the DLCs, yeah. The other two were bad. <laughs> well, that's the one that has the like the burial yeah. at sea and yeah, the one the uh, one yeah. story based one. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um. So they did finally reveal the PS Plus gains for June, which technically it was still May. On Tuesday, so I'm guessing that means they're coming next week, or are they out now? I'm not. I think they're out now. They must have done it. Uh, uh, 
Sony's always Wednesday. late with with that crap though <laughs> i just remember that one time it was like the 30th and because it wasn't exactly the first they made you wait a whole week until it was like the sixth or something which was silly i guess they didn't do that this time but uh you can get uh for playstation 4 it's actually uh, some pretty two pretty good games uh for people that complain about the, the ps4 getting crap or, or whatever you get nba 2k16 because the finals uh, game one already started, uh, and you get a Gone Home console edition uh, for PlayStation 4, and then you get Echo Chrome, which I think I already have, and Siren Blood Curse, all 12 episodes of it, which I have never heard of. Nope, neither have I. <laughs> so that will be interesting uh, to play. And for the PSP, you get God of War Chains of Olympus, which is a pretty good game, especially for for PS Vita and uh, Little Deviants. So. Wasn't that uh, for free last month or was that the other one? It the, yeah, it's the Sparta. God. So. <laughs> yeah. Hey, if you wanted both those God of War games, I guess you can... And uh, you didn't buy your PSP like every other person in the world. <laughs> yeah. <it's, laughs> well, we go from uh, Sony to Nintendo, who finally... Broke Kate. down and revealed <laughs> that they are not just doing Zelda at at E3. Now Zelda will still be the only game that is playable for the um, people that actually go to E3. Uh, but we will get demos of Zelda Wii U, Pokemon Sun and Moon, which makes total sense why you would want to have some kind of demo of that game, even though you know people will just buy it regardless, uh, including myself. And that's just on uh, June 14th, the first day, uh, that Tuesday that they're doing uh, the live stream for the uh, Nintendo Treehouse. And then the next day, they're doing Pokemon Go, uh, which, yeah, it kind of would be nice to see how that's going, considering that's supposed to be one of your big mobile games. And then you'll also get a... uh, You'll get some time with uh, Monster Hunter Generations... Dragon Quest Seven Fragments of the Forgotten Past, which is the, uh, I guess the re, the HD version, whatever of that game, and then Tokyo Mirage Sessions FE, or hashtag FE, whatever, which was used to be the uh, Fire Emblem Cross, uh, Shimigami Tensei Persona game. So, yeah, and then there's also some E3 2016 Pokemon special. That's supposed to air in Japan, I think, but it doesn't say if we're going to get to see it here. Or it might be one of those where you just have to be up. Uh, that'll, that'll probably at, be at 4 a.m. Yeah, or whatever. you have to be up at, um, well, it's a 7 a.m. Yeah, so you have to be up at like 10 a.m. Eastern to see it. So not too bad. But yeah, hey. At least we know we're getting more stuff for Nintendo, but this is kind of all that's left, really. This yeah. is the bottom of the barrel here. I If Zelda does not ship this year, that's going to be a problem. <laughs> well, they already said it's not. It's delayed till 2017. Yeah, well, I forgot. I, I envision the Game of the Year awards for 2016 for Nintendo to be mighty slim pickings. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be... It's probably going to be one of these games right here. 
Oops. Pokemon's going to show up right before you hit that deadline, so that'll be in there. But I'm also, sure. it's like, like it's Pokemon. Like, it's not exactly breaking new ground. <laughs> well, you know, when there's slim pickings, you kind of have to just uh, do with what's there. Um, you know, I'm hoping Tokyo Mirage Sessions is good, because uh, I really would like to know that they took those uh, franchises off of it and it's still a good game. And, of course, Dragon Quest uh, should be something good. At least. They're getting Harvest Moon as well for the 3DS. So Yeah, if, once they realize people actually give a shit about Stardew Valley, they're like, hey, we can put another one yeah, on Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, if you're big into Stardew Valley and you have a 3DS and you remember Harvest Moon, I guess... <laughs> But at least we know there's there's more games to, to look at. There will be no uh, direct or whatever, so you'll just be watching live streams of these things, and either they will appeal to you or not. Uh, Vivendi is... They have pretty much completed a takeover of Gameloft, which is... They used to make games for, at least I know, for the GBA... Uh, possibly the DS, and then they've mostly become a mobile game uh, company. And so, uh, you know, um, uh, Michel Guimont uh, basically is going to resign from his post there, and then he's going to go join his brother Yves Guimont at Ubisoft to try to stop them from taking over Ubisoft, which people are just um, assuming that's pretty much going to happen. I, I hope to God it doesn't. <laughs> uh, Ubisoft, I remember we talked about it for a little bit, that they were trying to find uh, some help from Canada to get some investors. Uh, that apparently did not happen. Uh, I just cannot see how... I, I know there's you know analysts that say that this may work out for Ubisoft long term, but it's just like... If Avendi is doing this crap to get back into the games industry, there's no way they're going to just leave Ubisoft alone. Also, what has Vivendi done that has been positive in the game industry ever? They they had a hand in Blizzard, to be sure. Yeah. Uh, they got rid of it, and then Activision took it over. Uh, same with Sierra. Uh, they got like they had it for a while, and then they got rid of it. They bought Fox Interactive, and they closed it down. And that's it. And they already had a they had a uh, mobile division uh, years ago that, that they closed down. So it's like, why are you buying another one that you're going to shut down in four, three or four years anyway? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're going to get bored of it, and then you're going to say, okay, well, I'm done with that. You know. Like here's the thing about Ubisoft they they pump out annualized sequels of stuff like Assassin's Creed. But they can. They also can recognize they drove that series into the ground some, and they took a year off. And like they didn't pump out like year after year of uh, Watch Dogs games. Thankfully, uh, if this company is going to take it over, they're just going to want that. They're going to be like Assassin's Creed every year, uh, Rayman every year, and as much crap as Ubisoft gets, they are for the size of company they are. They are very experimental. With putting stuff out. 
like that wild game or that all those Michelle on games like yeah I mean uh, I, hopefully gonna, we hear something about that then you're gonna put up with that shit yeah you know like the child of lights and and all yeah, that kind yeah. of stuff I mean Even like yeah that other game and that vandal hearts uh, oh uh yeah the the World War one game yeah 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 what it's yeah. called but like they're not gonna put that out like Vimini's not gonna be like this isn't going to make us $10 million or whatever. And it's like, yeah, it's not supposed to. <laughs> like, it's just, you know, an artistic project. <laughs> I mean, they, they can also run the risk of running all their franchises into the ground. Yeah. And then you're not making anywhere near that money that you want. And then they'll do this, you know, they'll wind up letting Ubisoft go. You know, just the same thing with like that For Honor game, which we should get a lot more of at E3. Uh, you know, they, they have that, and we have no idea. Uh, yeah, we'll get like a zillion more. There'll be a Tom Clancy game, and every single franchise of Tom Clancy coming out within. You know, at the rate Ubisoft's doing them, it's gonna be like double that. Ugh. You know, just... that won't be the one I want. <laughs> right? Yeah. It just. Uh... It's gonna be. Insane. I I hope that doesn't happen, but it it feels like the inevitable is going to come to pass, which sucks because you know again that's there in looming uh, with the C3 conference about to happen in about I'll, a week. Yeah. I would say Ubisoft's probably the number three developer out there. If you think that EA or Activision and then EA are like number one and two. What? Like if if you wanted to take over someone, take over like Capcom. Like, a, a company that has a very long history, or like a very long franchise that you could quickly pump out money from. Like, Ubisoft does not really have that. I think it, the difference is, like, they just, they wouldn't know what to do with Capcom because of the, you know, the difference in, in language and, and in uh, culture and all that stuff. I mean, just... They can take over Konami and actually put out games again. <laughs> I think that would be to everyone's uh, benefit, especially the way that they... Did you see the uproar with this pachinko machine? <laughs> yeah, because it was the joke about... Like, when they announced that they're getting out of games, like, oh, they're going to make a Metal Gear Solid pachinko machine, and six months later, they did. <laughs> it's like, fuckers. Right. We, knew well, what, we knew what you were doing. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, what did you expect? Like... They had already announced that they're not doing console games other than Pez, and even that's like not a money-making venture for them. Like I don't know why. I, I honestly don't know why they're doing that. It must make enough money for them. It's also because of the licenses, I think. Uh, it, they might. Be, yeah, you're right. They might actually be required to make that. <laughs> yeah, because they have licenses for certain uh, clubs and leagues and whatever, and. I think they have to make it until that whatever the deal expires. But that last Pez game was not well received in the slightest. <laughs> yeah, but they still sell all over the world, and they're you know with the uh, soccer hardcores, it's always going to be better than FIFA. You know, um, even though FIFA has all the licenses or whatever. Well, um, no, that was the thing last year. Is like. That that last year the version of Pez was so broken. I think a lot drove people away from it. Right. Like, 
So it might not do that that well this year because it didn't like it didn't even have roster updates like last year. Or is like, now that's sad. You almost have to do that with uh, with sports games now. I, I think they had like offline roster updates, but not online or something like something screwy like that. And it was like this was like over six months. Also, like they never really got their act together with that game. Yeah, it's. Uh... You know, you would hope, just hopefully that one of these days Konami comes back to it, but right now. It's it's all like, from what I've read, it's all like the CEO who's like mandated this, and he's also like 75 or 80, so he's just crazy, (laughs) or senile, so. That doesn't make any sense, like you would think that it, he would keep doing what they've been doing instead of. That seems more of like a younger person to go, well, you know, consoles are kind of doing whatever. And this uh, no, I, was... think a, yeah, go ahead. I think if a younger person took over, they'd, they'd probably do that. Right. Uh, it just this is an, It's another thing, too, with you know E3 coming up and the thing with these new consoles. And is this going to be a negative? And, and it, we do start seeing people start striving away from that. Where, you know, it's always been this, oh, yeah, consoles are dying, but they're really not. But then you have the, you know, the point fives come in. And especially with the, the Sony one that apparently the VR doesn't work as well at all with the uh, regular PS4. So if you get the, you almost have to get the Neo in order for it to work really well. Um, if... You know, this is going to be an issue. So, you know, it, it, it's going to be interesting if maybe Konami winds up being ahead of the curve or not uh, on this. But uh, that being said, I was going to tie in the thing with Vivendi to uh, the division. For some reason, has a movie, and Jake Gyllenhaal is going to be take over his second Ubisoft franchise as the lead actor and he'll be the producer for this movie uh, why are we even having a division movie in the first because like, the division sold like eight million copies <laughs> and at its core it, it is kind of just an interesting story like a virus is in new york try to like fix it i guess i can buy that it's fine but just but like what what is that gonna be like? Is it gonna be like him him any cover throwing out like a port like a portable turret or something like that'll look but silly as hell. It's not like we haven't had movies about viruses and stuff taking over the country. It's like you know, it's either gonna be really bad or it could be good. I... Yo, did you see that Prince of Persia movie? No, <laughs> uh, the Prince of Persia movie is okay. It wasn't terrible. Uh, you know, I don't really like Jake Gyllenhaal personally, but I, I like uh, him in some things, but like not in action movie hero roles. Right? Yeah, he doesn't strike you as that kind of person. Like Donnie Darko, uh, Rocket <laughs> Boys, uh, some, like Nightcrawler, he's fine, and it's like stuff like that. But yeah. him trying to be like action man it's like no yeah like, agree with you 
Uh, but, same thing I, with like Jarhead. I didn't really like it too much in that either. But I, who knows? Like I, I'm. It'll probably be bad, but I, I still may see it. Can't be any worse than the Warcraft movie. Yeah, or that Assassin's Creed movie. <laughs> I, I have I have more hope about the Division movie than that one, to be honest with you. <laughs> That's sad. And the Assassin's Creed movie is the franchise that you know Ubisoft banks on the most, and. That's don't, the don't, one. No, no. Don't worry, they'll cast a uh, Rayman movie eventually. It'll be Jaden Smith as Rayman. Uh, you know what? An animated Rayman wouldn't no, be no, too bad. No, no, real. Oh, God, no. <laughs> How are you going to do that? What the hell's Rayman going to do? Uh, that... That's the big surprise. <laughs> yeah, that'll be, that'll be the surprise at the Ubisoft conference. Rayman, live action. Uh, Final Fantasy 15, they've revealed some stuff that's going to go along in in the story with that. You're going to be able to save wherever you can. It is not totally open world. It's more of the the more places you go through, the more ability you will have of the map to explore, and you can fast travel back to places you've been at before. Uh, the car is going to be faster than Chocobo's. But you also get a flying car eventually where you have to, I guess, do like Flight Simulator and take off and land. And you can game over if you die landing. Uh, that sounds fun. Yeah, that that's a little worrisome. Is there is there crap in the sky you have to fight and you can add the parts to your car like the gummy ship? <laughs> As long as they make it cool and that you can see them, I wouldn't mind. But that was the problem with like, the gunship. You can see the stuff and it it acts like it's doing things, but you just add it in so many weird ways it didn't make any sense. Yeah. Uh, that bothers me just a little bit because it's like I don't want to be game overing constantly because I didn't land the ship right. Just, hopefully it's not... Uh, too difficult. You you will have a skill tree to go through, and there's like seven different types of uh, weapons. I think you'll be able to choose from. Wasn't well, it like mix and match weapons? Yeah, you can do that. You can mix and match weapons and whatever uh, for like, knocked. Yeah, he creates his own weapons or some bullshit like that. Yeah. I got a feeling that game like really exceeded their like like. They really went off the beaten path with that game, like as far as story goes. So, I I, I got a feeling that game's not going to do that well for them. <laughs> like graphically, it looks great, and even the battle system looked fine. But I'm interested in RPGs for the story, and they have not mentioned that at all. Yeah, it, I mean, I think the story is sort of just going on this trip with them and experiencing what they experience, but I don't That's know. That's not a story. That's Animal House. Yeah, I, just, I mean, I think you also have that thing with, like, I think his dad is... The king. Yeah, yeah the prince. king. Or... Like, that's been a problem with the past few of those games. Like, the writing is not good. And... This one, they don't, they're not even, like, pretending to care about it. They're like, your car can fly. It's like, all right, what's the motivation of these characters? 
but, but your car can fly. You can save anywhere. It's like, uh, what's the what? What am I like? Why do I care? <laughs> yeah, they'll say the stories in the uh, Final Fantasy 15 anime. Or mean. or it'll be like a thirty. It'll be like thirty hours of crap, and the last hour they just exposition everything away. Oh jeez, don't remind me of the thirteen games. So. I meant I was thinking more about Final Fantasy VIII. Yeah, eight did that too. But I mean, thirteen—they just wanted you to read like an encyclopedia to find out. Yeah. All the info, or if not, in Lightning Returns, they just had, uh, what's his face, tell you the whole damn story while you did stuff. It's like uh, this is even worse. <laughs> Thank you, uh, for that. Uh, speaking of creating. Uh, Skylanders has finally announced their new game, or not, Activision has announced a new Skylanders game, and it's all about creating. You're going to create your own Skylander, basically, um, using their robust in-game character creation menu, and it will work with all the other zillions of Skylander characters, or you can, uh, especially if you use this, uh, what is this, this... Whatever this pod that you can take with you, you can actually take it to you to you to a friend's house because you can co-op with it, uh, the creation crystal, and that will sort of keep your character there, and you can level him up. So, so sort of like the, what the amiibos could have been. They should have uh, called the toy box. That'd have been funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and they do have uh, new Skylanders you can buy. The uh, 20 new characters and former 11 former in-game villains called the uh, Skylanders Imaginators. And you'll have Skylanders Senseis, too, that have Sky Chi. Um, that's basically like their big uh, move or whatever. Um, that's, about, that's about as worse as Lego Ninjago. <laughs> Kids really like that Ninjago thing, or they did at one point. I don't know about now, but... Uh, you can get the Dark Edition for $100 with three different designs of the Senseis and three Creation Crystals that comes with it. Do you think uh, this will temper the tide a bit on the Skylanders thing? So that you don't really have a whole lot of new ones coming out? It's more like you creating ones you already have? Or I'll go with no. And there's a specific reason. If I'm going to create a character to put in this game, I want a physical toy based on that character. Right. Like, it would actually be really cool if it was like, going to a Best Buy, and they got a 3D printer set up, and you put this crystal thing in there, and it's like, we're going we're gonna to make this figure for you right now. Like, with a 3D printer. Like... It'd only be at select Best Buys, but if you go in there and pay ten bucks or twenty bucks, you can get this printer fig, uh, figure print, printed out. That would be awesome. If they did that, it'd be cool. That what they're doing. What they said. What this sounds like. It sounds lame. <laughs> yeah, I think it's more about like sort of uh, the wrestling version of this, like where you just have your creative character, you get to take it with you. So, so, so is John Cena a Skylander? <laughs> you know, I'm surprised WWE hasn't. I seriously, when they were going through with the uh, 
What were those? That one that they had the show on the network and everything. Yeah, uh, the toy thing, or yeah, the um, oh, I don't remember what they're called now, but minifigs or yeah, I yeah, yeah, those minifigs. So why they didn't think of doing something like that with those? They they could have made some money, especially with the kids. It's because they've had to got to have gotten a competent developer to do it, and that is not Yukes. <laughs> oh boy, Yukes! Don't remind me of that. Uh, the fact that they're still making those WWE games is depressing. <laughs> like I when two K took when two K took over, it was like a glimmer of hope. Like, all right, we can get, finally get rid of this, get rid of them, and like get it under like an actual developer. And I was like, nah, we're just gonna keep them. It's like, great. Thank it's, you. Uh, two yeah. uh, K sixteen was good though. Yeah, but it's not as good as a few of the past ones, like thirteen or twelve. Right. Uh, that's because they they finally seemed to figure it out there towards the end uh, before 2K took it over. But uh, it is what I mean. Yukes was still working on those games too. I, I I don't know if it's the the combination of 2K and Yukes maybe not working, but at least they figured it out with with 16. See what 17. Well, at least we know it's bringing Goldberg. So get ready for. Lots of promotion with Goldberg everywhere, and he will have a story, I'm sure. I really hope at the I I hope that if you get into a match with Brock Lesnar and you both get disqualified, there's like an achievement that pops that it's like you both left. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be the greatest thing ever. <laughs> it's like get, go through the WrestleMania 20 match and make sure the crowd hates you again. <laughs> don't do anything for 20 minutes and just leave <laughs> that would uh, I don't know how you would do that in the game but that would be interesting <laughs> I mean he's just like a character though they're not going to build a motor on him or anything so who cares no. I mean, like an Arnold in, in well they might they might I mean yeah it's true like you know it's with Sting they didn't do that but who knows they probably won't build anything around him at all, but I just, I don't know what they're going to do now. I mean, they're running out of old eras they can go to and just make a whole mode out of. So this this is going to be interesting what they do this year. WCW era? Oh, jeez. Uh, you know, that'll sell, I'm sure. All those Will WCW... <laughs> W7 Nostalgist. I mean, his DVDs sold hotcakes. They, they can digitally scan in David Arquette. Oh, God. You know what? David Arquette, what's he doing now? I bet he wouldn't mind. That's <laughs> just... Hey, what is... I don't see him saying no. Yeah. Uh, so... This is something that, I mean, we've talked about this whole thing with the VR or whatever and and what it's going to mean and how popular it's going to be. And former EA CEO John uh, Riccatello, or Riccatello, I think I misspelled his name wrong here, but he's pretty much kind of saying, like, everybody's expecting too much out of the VR at first, but it will come. Like, VR will be this huge thing. 
but just further down the line, uh, just people don't expect like it to be big out of the gate, especially with all the things that has hampering it with people not being able to make them fast enough and still don't know how it's going to perform on the PS4 for Sony and you pretty much already know you have to get the Neo or the uh, whatever the X, the Scorpio for Oculus if you want to have that on a console for your Xbox, whatever. So, do you believe him that it is going to flourish but maybe just not at first or do you think this is going to be one well, of those things at the fat again? It's already flourishing, but it's to a super specific market. I mean, if, if you ask most people now, like just on the street, like what's an Oculus Rift or what's it a Vive, they're going to they're gonna know what, what the hell it is. Like it's too much of an expensive toy right now for mainstream. Uh, the PSVR might you know, might be the one that hits it, like gets a lot more mainstream appeal just because it'll have, it'll have a better price point and it has much bigger install base uh, than the Vive or the Rift, but it might not hit, like, at first because it all de- really depends on games and they haven't talked about a lot of those. <laughs> they showed a few, like that Gollum thing and a few others, but they need to... They need to have, like, 15 really good VR games when that thing launches. Not one good VR game and 10 crappy ones. (laughs) Yeah, and even then, I don't know that the games are going to be the thing that totally draws the people, because, again, it's still that... It's expensive. Yeah. Like, that's the other thing, is, like... The VR is the most relatively price-happy at 400 but that's still too much money for most people that really care about. Like, a console is one thing, but an add-on to the console for four, to, that is more expensive than the console itself, most people are going to balk at that. Now, if it's $200, that, that'd be fine, or even maybe 300 I mean, I think 400 is still fine, personally. I'm, I can't afford one, but... I mean, sure, why not? But the 800 for the 5 it's like that you're... That's, a month's paycheck for most people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And even then, you've got bills. You've got other things. You're not going to... I'd say they have at least a $1,200 or $1,500 computer to run it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That too. You know, if you are you don't have the most up-to-date computer, probably not going to run that thing. And even then, again, like what I mentioned earlier, we still don't know... There's that big rumor going around that Neo is being made because it runs badly on the PS4. And if that's true, and it does not run very well on the PS4, that means you have to spend another $400 on the Neo. I think if it runs badly, Sony will have to have a uh, trade-in program for the PS4. Yeah. Whereas, like, give us your PS4, or trade it into GameStop, or, you know... They'll do like an official GameStop trade and was like trade in the game trade in the PS4 and with a hundred dollars or hundred and fifty dollars and get the get the Neo model. They would have to do that. If that is the driving force with this thing, it would just take off too many people. It would take off the forty million people that have a PS4 right now. Yeah, I mean and that's the thing too, because all it takes is that one killer game that everybody wants on VR. And then you're going to have angry people 
they go, oh, well, now I have to fork over $800 to freaking play this game, and it's not not worth it, you know. And, and that game shall be called Fantavision 2. <laughs> watch the fireworks, evil. Watch the fireworks. That game actually was... I remember it's, enjoying that game. It's not terrible. Like it, It's no. goofy, but it's still fine. Yeah, it's it's one of those games that, like, came out... And it was before, you know, the big indie, all the on the indie stuff. So it was like one of those, if it was an indie game, nobody would really, you know, bat an eye about it or say anything bad about it. But I think the problem with that game was like a PS2 launch game. And it's like, right, yeah. wait, what? It's like, wait, this is all you do? Yeah. It's, it's like you get Fantavision and The Bouncer, and it's like, great. The next God, I remember loving The Bouncer, and then you try to play it now, and it's like, God, it's yeah. Bad. So bad. <laughs> I just never thinking it was like so cool. Oh, the bouncer, it's great. No, no, it's not. That's how they fooled you back then. Yeah. They 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 slapped Square Enix on it, and it's gonna be. Gold. Oh, oh, exactly. Back then, you had Square Enix on the thing. It's like, yep, this would be great. Oh, fuck, this sucks. Damn it. That that started the downturn a little bit there, till uh, Final Fantasy X came out, I guess. Uh, Star Breeze has, uh, made a deal with 505 to get Payday, the franchise. Uh, they will make a Payday 3. Hopefully it'll be good. Yeah, a lot of people like Payday 2. Still out there in existence, you know, making that remaster, the remastered version came out. Um, I heard that was garbage on consoles. Like, I, I think it still has problems on, like, the Xbox One where it doesn't work. <laughs> Oh, that's wonderful. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I've played this game. I think I, ha- I have it on PS3. It was like one of the first PS Plus games I ever got. Um, basically, the you know GTA Online heist before those were out. Yeah, you're uh, robbing banks and stuff like that. Right. Uh, I, I've tried to play Payday 2 with friends. It is awful like this the shooting is bad animation is bad like i i hope starbreeze does good with it like they are a great when they want to be they are a great first person shooter developer and they didn't develop like the first two payday games right so that makes me hope that they'll get like payday three correct because so for people who don't know who starbreeze is uh they developed yeah Chronicles of Riddick, uh, Escape from Butcher Bay, which is one of the best first-person shooters ever. Uh, Syndicate, that was a good game. And they also did Brothers, <laughs> which is not hey. a first-person shooter, but it's still not, a good game. <laughs> yes, freaking great game. Uh, Brothers. Uh, but their their best game is probably still uh, is, or Chronicles of Riddick. And it's yeah. it's over ten years old now, but it Holds up shockingly well. I sadly never got to play that, but I heard a lot of good things about it. Yeah, well, it's a stealth game, which is... I mean, you can get guns later on, but not like it's most of the time just coming up behind fools and snapping their necks. Uh, it's also a brawler, like first-person fighting. Uh, and it's just a really great game, like... You should try, you should try to track it down on it came out on 360 in like an updated version. Mm-hmm. It's it's 
really good. It's almost like an RPG. Because you're oh, in a okay. prison and you have to do side quests to, like, get a shiv or get enough money to bribe this guard and stuff like that. Fair enough. Oh, okay. But fantastic first-person shooter. Or first, you know, first-person stealth game. Wait, that's why, that game is why I don't like Dishonored, because I played that first. And I was like, why does Dishonored suck compared to this? Well, you won't be too happy when you hear about Dishonored 2, I'm sure, or when they talk more about Dishonored 2 at that Bethesda conference. Uh, We'll have to see. I mean, uh, speaking, you know, we we talked last week about maybe there being a possible, would Bethesda make another Quake game, well, Overwatch is killing it for Blizzard. They've already got 7 million players. I think, uh, I think somebody, I I saw somebody make the joke that it, you know, could they reach Warcraft levels of, or World of Warcraft levels of, uh, you know, from yesteryear, before all was said and done. Well, they're already way past it right now so yeah i mean currently at least uh, yeah current what work well the work has what at like three million now i think so yeah so i mean it i've heard everybody that plays this game gets hooked on it so and you already have one person that i think within launch week got up to a hundred yeah so uh seems pretty awesome from uh that standard I mean, are you, are you intrigued at all now that that people are really praising the game? I mean, I've had a lot of good reviews, but I've wa- I watched a stream of a guy a few nights ago opening, I think, 20 loot boxes, and he got nothing from it, and that that killed my interest like whatsoever. He got stuff like unlocked a voice pack for the character. Or like, Did not he a buy voice it? Or? Well, he bought the 20 boxes. That was the thing. Oof. Uh, you get four, you get three to four items per box, and they range from like common to legendary like quality. And the things he kept getting most of were sprays, like to tag the walls with. And <laughs> What are you going to do with that? Oh, those things are, like, that's a big business in some games, like, especially like Counter-Strike and stuff, where it's like, oh, okay. this is your tag. It's like, okay, oh, whatever. Uh, that and lines of dialogue, or like line, like the lines that pe- the characters say to each other. You can like, he unlocked those. You can, uh, what? And, yeah, and I watched. Uh, like, he's like, li- like the, the last four or five boxes. He was literally praying, like, I hope I get something for a character that I want, that I actually use, and he didn't. <laughs> He got, like, one legendary item, he's like, I, I never use that character at all. Well, isn't and that like, kind of something you run into, though? You have so many characters, you're not gonna... Yeah, there's 21 characters, I think, in it, so far, and you know they're gonna add more, so... <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like Hearthstone, if you only use a couple of different... No, uh... it's not... Well, Hearthstone, you only have the nine heroes, but you can have custom decks, I mean... Right. So, but... Yeah, it's just it. I'm sure it's a fine game, but I already have a bunch of first-person team-based shooters that I could be playing that I don't. So why would I want to play this one? <laughs> I heard but, that it like really keeps you coming back, whether you lose or whether you win. 
like if like, if you were playing it and Adam was playing it and like a bunch of other friends I knew personally were playing it like as a group, then I would probably get into it. But no, right? I don't to play, play with, by yourself, yeah. I don't want to play with random people in the games I do like, let alone the games I possibly would not. So, <laughs> fair enough, makes sense. I, I'm still on the fence. But I don't know that I'm gonna have sixty dollars out there to just spend on that anyway. So. Let's go. Let's go rent it from a red box or something, <laughs> or go get it from GameFly. Do they do they have the red box? Probably not. I mean, they have Diablo, so it doesn't wouldn't surprise me if they did. But you know, uh, I'll uh, figure that out as we we go along here. But uh, Minecraft doesn't look like it. <laughs> okay, well there you go. Uh, it makes sense. Why not? Because you can kind of get a lot of that game out in one day, whereas with Diablo, yeah, you kind of need more than one day. So, now that there isn't game, I mean, like Call of Duty, obviously you can beat that in one day, take it back, and you never own the game. But uh, what do you think of this stuff? Uh, Fable returning as a card game thing. It did not get funded from what I saw. Are they surprised it didn't get funded? <laughs> like, I mean, it, who wanted Fable to come back as a card game? Uh, I would say, like, no one. <laughs> it's Well, it's still, the Kickstarter is still going on. It has... Fifty-five thousand dollars out of three hundred sixty-five thousand, and it has twenty-four days to go. I could get funded. Uh, I don't care about it. <laughs> like, you can't just like they try to slap the Fable name on with Fable, the Connect thing, yeah. and this Legend thing, and it's like that's that's not what Fable is. Fable is a story-driven single-player. RPG with morality choices. It's not a fucking card game. Well, it's the same thing as, uh, you know, uh, it's the same thing as the uh, Elder Scrolls Online card game. It's like, yeah, get it. You want to do something else with that, but you're already having a hard enough time getting people to play your MMO, you're going to make a card game out of it? Okay. Just doesn't seem to make sense for me. It seems like we're all going to the CCG thing. Yeah, it's like, it's literally like, oh, Hearthstone's making money. We can copy that. Right. The only one that does it well is uh, Gwent from Witcher 3. Right. And that's because it's not like a collectible, like, it's a collectible card game in the game, but it's not a separate entity that they're trying to make money from. Right, it's not the Final Fantasy VIII thing. You know, you, you're you playing it in the game, but it's not something that you're going out there and spending money on, on your own outside of it to go, oh yeah, I'm really going to do this. Oh, I, I, I'm, sure, I'm sure if Final Fantasy VIII came out now, though, they would. Oh, yeah, I'm sure they would. But I, here, here's a booster deck for Triple Triad. I got a legendary Squall card. Oh, but you know, you know the sad thing is there'd be people going nuts about the fact that Triple Triad now had a game 
by oh, yeah. itself. I mean, they could put that out now and make money from it, probably. Oh, it's probably it's only all those people that just go, "Oh my god!" What Triple Trap was great, but I'm just saying, like, <coughs> they'll be like, "Oh my god, this is such a great thing. Let's do it now." And go, "Oh, okay, maybe this wasn't so great." Oh, damn it! Those are the same people who think that Blitzball is an actual good game, and they're wrong. <laughs> Blitzball is fun. I don't want to sit there and do it all the time. It's one of those things that you... I did a couple of times, and I was like, okay, I don't want to spend the whole game doing this. Blitzball is fun because you can just break the AI. Yes, that too. But Yeah, you know, when I, if Flaming Fowl is going to do this, I get that they kind of wanted to see if they could get this off the ground and maybe they could make a Fable 4. Yeah, but, but how much? Try to imagine how much that is going to be. Like, for well, Kickstarter's for fifteen million dollars. It's like, good luck. <laughs> yeah, good luck with that. I, I just don't. I guess it, it. Like, it's just very desperate, and it's like, if you wanted to make it make a collectible card game, don't attach Fable to it first of all, because that's selling the brand. Like, that's selling the name of it. Yeah. Not to mention, I mean, how many different kinds of uh, CCG can you really make? Yeah, I got yeah. Adam. Adam literally offered me one a few days ago. Uh, I think it's called Duelist. Yeah. I was like, "Do you want it?" I'm like, "No." <laughs> I'm good, thank you. <laughs> like, no, nah, I'm not doing this. Well, fair enough, you know. Uh. So did you get this uh, Fallout 4 Far Harbor? I got the season pass, so it came with it. Like, it just downloaded automatically. You have it on PC, though, right? Yeah. So you don't I'm have the st- problems of the PS4. Yeah, I'm not stupid enough to own it on a console. <laughs> they they have so many problems with the PS4 version, they had to re-release the, the DLC. That's some market quality right there. Yeah, this. I'll tell you, they've had a lot of problems with that game on console for some reason. They had a lot of problems with it on, the, on with Fallout 3 and the PC on the PS3 also, though. Oh God, I remember so it was so bad on the PS3. Like they tell you, don't even buy it now if you get it out of the PS3 because it's so uh, bad on there. And Xbox One did finally get the uh, mods, and there was about 50 times more interest in on the Xbox One than. On PC, probably because Xbox One, people don't even—they're like, "Wow, there's mods." <laughs> well, that it's also more centralized in the P, on the Xbox One, like on the on the PC. They should have just gone with Steam Workshop, but they didn't. Like they're trying to make their own thing, which is stupid. Uh, but uh, they all, everyone just uses Nexus anyway. Like, uh, okay. uh, I had a friend of mine go like, go like last night. It's like, this is really cool. It's a mod mod for Fallout Four and Xbox One, where you have like full dialogue tree options, and I was like, that that's existed on PC for months. That like literally came out the first week Fallout Four was out on PC. <laughs> hey, but you know, Xbox One people getting it, they're they're excited about it. So, you know, don't blame I don't blame him for thinking that's cool. Uh. Minecraft is no longer allowing you to 
build something to promote your company. Unless uh, it's a Microsoft company. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, but, you know, you can't build something for the movie that you're going to promote or, or just, you know, you can't build a McDonald's Minecraft thing or whatever. So if you were using that to promote it, then it sucks for you, I guess. It's funny this was announced like a week after they released a, that Mario Minecraft stuff. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's for that the Wii U version. Make it so that people would actually feel like they had a reason to get the Wii U version. Which seems kind of cool. I'm still not playing Minecraft, but... See, yeah, I, cool I played Minecraft once and I just didn't get it. And I was like, eh. I, I built a hole, I'm happy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, something I am playing Minecraft-wise, uh, the Minecraft Story Mode, episodes 6, 7, and 8 are going to have actual real Minecraft players uh, be put into the game itself as characters. So, that's cool. You can uh, buy it, season pass, 15 bucks. I didn't know that thing was still going on. <laughs> yeah, they, they added three more episodes onto it for a new story, so... See if that's gonna do anything or not. I like I said, I kind of enjoyed the Minecraft. If it wasn't for the good like voice acting it has in it, I probably wouldn't care so much. But you know, the story's not like the greatest thing ever, but it works for the what it's in. Uh, something that I know we've talked about, and you that watches these shows. Um, Willa Holland, who plays Speedy and Arrow, was basically lambasting DC for the way that they do their separating their TV and their movies, and that they had a lot of DC characters they had to kill or not even have on the show because they they're separating the universes, and she thinks it's pretty shitty. Yeah, and, like uh, Deathstroke, he was, he was an Arrow for the first two seasons, and he got. I don't even think he got killed off. He just got kind of got written out because they wanted to, they had Deathstroke and Suicide Squad. Yeah, same with Harley Quinn. They had her in season two, looks like, and then they had to write her out too. That's that's kind of shitty, you know. I don't under, I I get that they don't want to have to deal with oh well this happens in the show, then oh we can't do this in the movie or whatever. But you can find ways around that, you know. Well, the thing is, is Arrow already exists in, like, another universe. Then, like, they've introduced the multiverse in The Flash. So it's like, who cares? Like, you can have multiple Deathstrokes. And in this show, it can be, like, a white guy. And in the movie-verse, he can be a black guy. It's like... Or, who cares, period. <laughs> like, you, you don't even you need, you need to have a logic to it, honestly. Like, it's just like, whatever, We have there's two Deathstrokes. It just goes into that larger problem with DC in general. That they see their movies one way, Marvel sees their movies another way. Which she makes a point of, you know, the way Marvel does things with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, but Yeah, but that's not... That's a little of the same way. Like, they're not... They are... T like, the TV show is reacting to the movies. The movies are not reacting to the TV show whatsoever. <laughs> right, but... 
isn't most of the TV show based around Inhumans, and we won't even see that? Well, that is the thing. It's like they're gonna we're gonna have an Inhumans movie. And it's like, nope, no, we're not. <laughs> yeah, they keep just delaying that. And now it doesn't even have a date, pretty much. Like, well, I think it got canceled. That was the thing. Because it's like, what are we gonna spend more time on a Spider-Man movie or an Inhumans movie? Tough choice there. Yeah, exactly. Well, we're gonna we're gonna certainly do it for uh, for the Spider-Man movie. Uh, speaking of movies with uh, characters we all know, don't expect that the uh, Ninja Turtles are going to have any kind of crossover with Transformers for a while. As uh, rightly, this is the way that most people should do this, and I'm not I'm not picking anything because they're obviously Hasbro's doing their universe or whatever, and that's fine. But I, I like the fact that Brad Fuller's saying, look, there's a ton of stories left to tell for the Turtles. We want it to be about the Turtles. We don't want it to be about the Turtles and and other stuff. So don't expect that there's going to be Turtles and Transformers crossing over and, and all that stuff. I like what he's saying here. Say it'll be the Turtles and the X-Files crossing over. <laughs> <laughs> How's that going to work? You, you think I'm kidding, but they actually did a comic book issue where the Turtles went the lone gunman of the X-Files, and they hung what? out together. So how did that work? Like, just... What did they cover in the the comic? Like, just some paranormal uh, thing? In the... It was like the, the lone gunmen were like, oh, there's a conspiracy, conspiracy about these six foot turtles in New York City and let's go see what they are and they find them and that's about it. So is like Shredder gonna team up with uh... Aliens? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> with aliens and There's and... also a, there's also an X Files crossover comic with uh Ghostbusters, so there you go. Okay, well that makes more sense. That that totally makes sense. <laughs> But, you know, uh, it, that is what... I, I'm glad that they're trying to keep them separate now. You need to focus on the Turtles and all that stuff that's going on with them. Uh, the Rock is set to play Doc Savage. And I'll be honest, I have no idea... Yeah, neither do I. ...what he's supposed to be. Uh, I do think it's cool that they're making it a period piece. They're not having him fight Al-Qaeda or whatever. And there's apparently 182... A different stories for Doc Savage, so cool for him to uh, get to do that, and that the director is really passionate about it and, and whatever. So at least we'll get to see a movie set in the 30s and and whatnot. And uh, speaking of, uh, we I think we mentioned this thing with Doctor Who a couple weeks ago, but uh, Stephen Moffat did make a mention that back when they were, you know, going through and choosing Matt Smith, uh, they did offer the role of the doctor to an African-American actor, and he turned it down. And uh, the leading guy was the 12, 12 Years a Slave. Uh, I'm not even going to try to say his name. Chiwetel uh, Ejiofor. Okay, there you go. Because um, uh, there was obviously controversy with the... Uh, 
why I didn't like the. It's kind of like one of those known things of why they probably picked, you know, uh, Pearl Mackey. It's one of those things I would have just rather them not address. You know, address. Not but, like not overtly mention or right. <laughs> that sort of it's like oh well we know that the shows kind of have problems dealing with issues with, with with minorities so we kind of picked her and it would be cool to have two minorities the doctor and the companion at the same time like <clears throat> i don't know i mean i i obviously wouldn't care i'd keep watching the doctor's the doctor as long as he's still the doctor in essence uh it wouldn't bother me except for when they combine it and We'll get an African-American woman and the doctor will be played by Oprah. <laughs> then I will have to sh- sh- I will have to stop watching that show. <laughs> Don't think Oprah's going to play the time. But, yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't matter. I mean, obviously, you know, you have the people online that are do what they do, but... Yeah, I just want the, yeah. I just want the best actor for it or, you know, the best actor that's, like, willing to do it for a few years. <laughs> Like, the some of the act- other actors I mentioned were like Idris Elba, obviously, because he's whenever anyone casts anything in Britain, they go Idris Elba can do it. Yeah, I mean he's they're also trying to get him to be James Bond as well, you know. So, uh, uh, and the other two guys I think they mentioned were Colin Sa- Salmon and uh, David Harwood, who were both in Doctor Who original like already. <laughs> right. <clears throat> Yeah, I I'm I'm with you on that. Like whoever they pick to be the doctors, as long as they're good, they understand the role and they they know what they're doing. I'm excited to kind of see what Pearl Mackey's going to bring. I'm not against that at all. So you, you know, if if you get to be the doctor and it'll he'll finally be Ginger, is Seamus. <laughs> oh God, Seamus. <laughs> I've heard he's actually one of the better parts of that Turtles movie. Hey, if not the if not the best part, honestly, <laughs> good for him. I'm glad that he that he's enjoying himself. You know, uh, do better there than he's doing in wrestling right now. Uh, and because you know it's you knew this was going to happen at some point. Uh, there will be a porn company testing their VR at E3. Um. Naughty America. Um, I, I, wonder guess. If it, I wonder if it comes with that Fez vibration suit. <laughs> I want to see how this is going to work. Like, are you going to do the whole, like that they, they used to do in the movies where they'd sit you down, lay, lay you down on the bed or on this thing, on this couch, and, you know, then you would just, I guess, watch porn through this VR thing? Or, uh, I mean, it's supposed to be. Uh, they have their own thing, kind of like Google Cardboard, which obviously is not, uh, you know, the best VR at all. But, you know, Oculus, uh, they wouldn't have a problem if they had somebody puts porn on on Oculus. But, uh, it's ironic since Facebook has a problem with porn being on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's different, though. It's not on Facebook, so I'm uh, sure also, if it's making them money, they won't care. Also, like, how do you, like... How is this going to work at E3? Like, <laughs> you can have tissues ready for this. 
Is everyone, is it like, all right, uh, you can try this thing out, but first attach it to message monitor to see if you can measure, measure your arousal. It's like, that's no. <laughs> that's really awkward. I'm going to walk away now. And like, like, <laughs> Do you know there's going to be that person that's going to be assigned to that? No, it'll be like, okay, I'm watching porn with the two message monitor. I'm at, I'm at level five. I'm going to go play Zelda. I'm at level 10 now. (laughs) (laughs) Did you get aroused because of the woman or because of Zelda? One and the same thing. Oh, knew you were going to go there. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we already talked about two of the games that are uh, coming out. The, The two that we're reviewing, Guilty Gear third uh revelator and altier sophie the alchemist the mysterious book uh both for ps4 uh, zerd is going over ps3 as well um and the mirror's edge catalyst is the big one coming out right before e3 so catching that way before you get to it i've seen a lot of video for it that game was kind of shaky to me <laughs> It's, well, I assume it's going to be shaky just what you have to do with it, but, uh, you know, I hope it's good. I enjoyed the first Mirror's Edge for the problems that it had. I enjoyed it up to the point where I got stuck in the sewer or stuck in this, like, uh, like supply closet or something, and I was like, fuck this. (laughs) Yeah, it took me a while to get through, like, the first couple of levels, but after that, I... Like the the idea of the open world city, open world city though is kind of cool. Yes, yeah, because it was before you had this like gluttony of open world games, so it was just it's really cool to get to see the city that way and everything. And then you also have the Kirby Planet Robobot, which I've heard is good. Of course, it's Kirby, so you really can't mess that up. Uh, coming out on the Friday that you know usually Nintendo has reserved for their games, so. Yeah, that's uh, pretty much it for this week. Like I said, we'll be back probably Thursday morning or so um, on the download for you guys to for us to talk about E3, what we think will happen. So all of our predictions can be wrong, sure. And just talk about what we might see at the conferences and, and all that kind of stuff. And then uh, that in a couple weeks, we'll already be doing E3, coming right after those conferences and, and talking about what we saw and what, what we liked that we didn't like, see if we'll have a panel of people, and uh, we'll go from there. But enjoy your games, everybody, and we'll see you. Later. Next week. Later. <laughs>